You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Boom! We need to fix that ending of that intro. It ends so suddenly. Good morning, Joel! Good uh, morning, Spencer! How you doing, old chipper? You have obviously the uh, kind of early ending for the Super Bowl, and you're 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 doing okay. You're not early, old, early not ending. Busters. Early yeah. ending? That was an early ending? It ended past 10 o'clock. Let's wait for me. Yeah. That's not yeah. Uh, but actually, before we start, I, I do want to say... Uh, it is. Thank you, Dino, in the chat for letting me know that you are safe. Uh, Dino, are, are you really still in in, in Kiev? Uh, I uh, yeah, okay. Um, you, uh, Dino is safe though. That's all that matters. Dio is in Ukraine, uh, and he says he's safe. So that thank you for telling me. And uh, Matt Hammond, who uh, we have on Benzinga Live every Monday, is also in Ukraine and is in transit right now. So I hope everyone who's uh, in Ukraine is safe because um, it, things are happening, I guess. So, Joel, we'll bring up your chart. You run through the, the the overnight session here, and then we'll just talk about how this whole thing is shaping the market here this week. I thought there wasn't any transportation. I thought they cut tra- transportation. Cut the, was, that from the, was that from the U.S. going no, there? Or? No, no, that was Canada. Canada. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking about Ukraine. Okay. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> we got a big old range in the S and P's overnight, as you could see this uh, 15 minute chart up and left. We had a little bit of a rally that faded hard, and then 5:30 this morning, we got way into the 4400 or 4300 handle. Haven't been there in a while, and uh, nothing there. There wasn't there on the way up, but not much wear on the way down. So now we're way off that low, 60 handles off the low of 43.54. So I don't think you're going to get a shot at that area today unless we do get some macro news. On the upside, of course, you want to hold the close of 09 and then above that pre-market high. Things kind of open up again. So I don't know. Buy the dippers out last night, and I don't know if the buy the dippers are going to get the same chance at those same levels. We'll see what happens in today's session. Uh, crude, maybe what at the center of this battle, crude and natural gas. Crude is down 80, 90 cents at 92.20. Uh, gold perking up here, uh, clearing 1850, up 1340 at 1855.70. 
Uh, silver uh, doubled it on a percentage basis. That's up 33 cents at 23.705. Uh, Bitcoin, uh, just kind of neutral here, up $275.42,665. And let's just call Ethereum flat. That's up $12 at 29.31. Joel, I'd like you to pull uh, the S&P futures chart back up here because this is where we are right now. This, this just goes to show just how unpredictable things are and this is probably why dennis is not here frankly because look at what just happened in the last couple of minutes there we minutes had to- you want to go minute chart well, well I'm, I'm i'm looking at those those green candles right like why do we spike just there in the last few minutes i'll tell you because russia's foreign minister just said that there is a path forward for talks right for 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 de-escalation talks so the market is like super super sensitive to any development right now we've been talking about how it's a difficult market to read for for a while but there's 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 so little conviction out there on, on either side that like any little comment by anyone on either side of the story is enough to move the market like he just did so it's almost impossible you basically can't predict the next five minutes because there's there's two gaping holes of unknown you have this ukraine situation and you have the whatever the fed's going to do yeah, what's going on with that what is the official word on the fed meeting uh jerome did not text me over the weekend like uh-huh. what what time is the meeting who's going what are they serving for lunch I mean, what is going? What is the exact details of this Fed meeting? Eleven uh, thirty a.m. Eastern time is when the Fed meeting will start. I have no idea when it's supposed to end. Uh, I will note that James Bullard, the man himself, will be on TV in like twenty minutes. So uh, we'll have to keep a close eye on the market when he's speaking. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone really has a good expectation of what, why they even called the meeting. I'm sure they'll talk about it, but. You know, why they called it, what are they going to do, I, I don't know. So you have these two massive unknowns, and the, oh, oh Nick says uh, he heard it's a cold buffet. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe a hot lunch, maybe a cold lunch. Whatever the case may be, th- this is like, the market is just a dust in the wind. It's just going to blow in either direction right now because there's, there's these two massive unknowns that we have to deal with, and I don't even know how you, how you do anything right now, frankly. I mean, maybe, I maybe maybe some leftover uh, pigs in a blanket from Super Bowl parties, maybe, maybe, maybe. something like that. Well, just to illustrate your point, I went back to the uh, to the 15 minute on the upper right. And you look at the the actual close, like where the world is marked. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about when I talk about the mark. Right. I taught the mark for individual stocks and also for the futures. So the, the mark is 0950. The last half hours print, last after hours print, I'm probably the only one that has that designation, uh, was 44.18, where all the traders quit at 5 o'clock. And so we're basically right in between those levels. So the importance of the close, I'll just emphasize it, 44.09.50, it's hard to you know make it say, hey, this is a five-star level when it's traded through it so many times. But it's just mattering the sentiment of everything what happened. I guess the NFC winning is supposed to be bullish for the market or bearish. I have no idea. I thought it was to be bullish, but then Brady wanted all those years, and that kind of messed it up. So, I don't uh, know. 
yeah, keep an eye on unchanged. You know, if you're down in some of your stocks or trading lower, see if they can get back to unchanged and, you know, shoot for the pre- previous day's high for a lot of stuff is going to be a, a, a really a good distance away. But okay, you're dealing uh, with I, the low and the close. I, I, I'm being corrected in the chat. I guess I, I my use of the word emergency is incorrect, but it is it is a meeting under expedited procedures. Okay, so I I hear I see the words expedited procedures, and I I still think something's up. I, I can't. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just like you know, it's it says it right there. Advance notice of a meeting under expedited procedures. So I guess we'll find out more later in the day. I mean, don't they have to raise rates today? I mean, if they're well, doing this, they don't have to do it today. But it, it is worth noting that the market is pricing you know 100 chance of a rate hike in march it's just a question of uh hey march yet well it's a question of how much more beyond that though so um ucc tgg however you say that in the chat where is triple d he will be here if and when he can be here but i, I think he's having himself a a, a, tough, a bit of a morning here because as you can if you just look at the market you can see things are a little bit wild right now i mean there, there's no consensus on either side of of, of 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 the coin so that's why he's not here i think he's trying to figure out what the hell was going on and if he if he can join us he can join us and if, and if not then then not but um we're gonna he's try going. to be a, he's trying to be efficient in an inefficient market there's probably yeah. a lot of things out of whack you know uh different uh you know different etfs well, and everything different just stocks. sort of turned everything just sort of turned at like Seven thirty right here. This yeah, right seven thirty this morning, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, when I yeah, before I uh, before I took Perry out, yeah, and then I saw someone, Bill Big D, in here said, uh, "Wow, we're in the green now," and I'm like, "What?" And then there we are. So yeah. Um, yep. He'll he'll let us know what he sees out there in a few minutes, but um, it's what, a what, what I what I want to know uh, is. Uh, so we have this 8.30 TV appearance because Bullard, Bullard is the person that sent the market into a tizzy last week. Uh, what, what I want to know is, like, are, are any future Bullard comments already priced in? Uh, or, I don't, or think I, so. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, typically, you know, you come in every morning and you have a general sense. Oh, like, the market is up because of this or the market is down because of this. Or, but I I have no idea which way things could go the, uh, today. I mean, any new com- like I just said, any new comment from from any diplomat from the U.S. from Biden from Russia, I don't know. I I, I will say this though, um, Brian Sullivan from CNBC. If you don't follow him on Twitter, he had a very very good Twitter thread over the weekend, probably the best thread that I've seen about the what's about the why, about why this whole Russia-Ukraine situation is going on. And the, the long and short of it is really, in, in his view, just comes down to oil and natural gas and, and energy. Because, um, you know, you, uh, Western Europe gets gets all their energy through pipelines that come through the Ukraine. Um, and I recommend reading um, reading that Twitter thread. It, it, it was a good thread about just what's going on here. Um, now, as I say that, we are joined by a special guest right now. Special guest is one Dennis Dick. Hi. Dennis, good morning. Holy. That Holy. was a rally of rallies, like sitting there and you're like, risk off, you're getting risk off. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the hell just happened? 
the futures blast off 20 handles. And then, you know, you're seeing, okay, what's commentary? The next headline. Yep. I mean, all we are is headline driven here now. Technicals don't matter. The technicals tell you where you're going after you get the headline, but the headline's going to dictate the next move. So the headline comes out of the blue at 750 or 745 and i'm like holy crap we're you know just down and now we're like rallying to green so i mean it's a tricky market to trade right now technically and if you're not paying attention like you know one of my buddies that uh, bright trading just got up for five minutes came back down i was like oh my god i just left for five minutes and i come back to my desk and it's a completely different market all of a sudden so i mean the headlines here i was sitting at my desk so i was actually able to profit from it a little bit because i'm turning around like you know, you're in the pre-market, so the stuff, the stocks don't respond quite as quickly as the futures are going. So you're like, buy stocks, buy stocks, sell futures, sell, you know, or sell and spy, sell and spy. But I mean, you know, now you come down and we just dropped, you know, I've been on, you know, I've been talking to you for two minutes here. <laughs> so, you know, Bullard coming on here at 830. So who knows? I mean, obviously we're probably going to, we're selling off a little bit here because they're probably going to be scared going into the Bullard interview, but maybe expectations will be that he's going to be so hawkish and he won't be that bad in a rally. So, I mean, now we got to talk about expectations going into a CNBC interview. I mean, you know, like the thinking that's involved in this market is extraordinary right now. And just being ready for the next headline because the next headline changes everything. So you're looking at the chart and it looks like a good setup. It doesn't matter at all. If the next headline drives the whole market down, your stock's going down. So headline-driven market, we saw this back. Obviously, we were in COVID times. We'd moved away from it for a bit, but we're right back into it. Interest rates in Russia, those are the two headlines that matter right now. I would say to try and, you know, just like put the, the goggles on, <clears throat> the ah. Oculus goggles. Yeah, hey, did you see the Did you guys see uh, the commercials for the metaverse? No. Yeah, I did. Which one? I did, but as soon as I realized what it was, I started booing. <laughs> Which one, Joel? Um, it. What did they? How do you describe it, Spencer? I, I mean, it, it, it by a, who? Who was the company? By Meta. By Meta. It, by was, Meta. it was a commercial for Oculus. For I the, missed that one. For the guy. You know why? Because I'm watching. The problem is, I was watching Canadian feed for a while, and then I switched over to the U.S. feed. Oh. So Canada, they show you their lame Canadian commercials. <laughs> we don't get your they don't have the metaverse the up there. You guys don't. We the get metaverse. some of them, but we don't get them all. <laughs> you guys don't have the vet- no metaverse in Canada, I guess. But no, uh, we don't appreciate. The I think the metaverse. I, I, this is like I know everyone's like, oh, the metaverse is never. Get-. I I don't think. I think we kind of live in the metaverse. I, I I think they're obviously according to Elon Musk, that might be possible. Actually, did you see that interview he was talking last week? Did anybody catch that one? He said, like, there was, like, a 10% chance that we're just living in a simulation right now. Yeah. Like, basically implying, like, you're already in the metaverse. You just don't know you're in it. And this yeah. is a simulation of something else. It gets you thinking. You're like, okay. oh, maybe we are just playing a video game here. And, like, somebody actually is just controlling us. Mitch, did you see that? Joel, Joel, what you need to do is have me on pre-market prep plus, And I will actually go into the metaverse and meet you there. That's true. I, I did see we, – we, we did a show, the roadmap. We, we did a Thursday show last week from the metaverse. Meta Mitch. Meta Mitch. Meta Joel. Well, just before we go back to the commercials and stuff, Dennis, yeah. did, you, did you see the, uh, the uh, commercial where they just had – with the code, the – What's it called again? I did it. The QR code. I did the it. The QR code. Do you see that, Dennis? Oh, 
I'm guilty. You, you know what? Hate me all you want. Yeah, this, this is I think a... I miss a lot. I have Canadians that don't show half the commercials. They the Canadian. So feed. they just had. I this... went to the states and watched it with you. They had this floating QR code on the TV. Yeah. And that was it. You know, so I'm sitting there with Dana and Garrett, and we're like, whoa, what the hell is this? And like, we're trying to guess every commercial. And we're looking, we're looking. I'm like, man, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. And then Dana, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And finally, Dana got up and she did it. You know, put your phone on there. And it was for Coinbase. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The absolute best part of that was it. The traffic was so overwhelming that the the, the app crashed. Like, yeah, I heard that part. <laughs> Everybody's hitting it. That's smart, though. That was a smart commercial. That was they just couldn't handle the traffic, though. Could not handle the traffic. <laughs> That's not good. This has no reflection on our clearing systems. Uh, okay. I, I I don't well, know. Well, I mean, it was a great idea to send traffic to your site. Like everybody would do that, right? Go up there. They paid, like, seven, they paid seven million dollars to put a QR code on the screen for thirty seconds, and it throttled their throttled their website. It was just and, sitting and, there, the and, QR yeah. code. Yeah. You know what? That would have been one of the best commercials of all time if they didn't. The website didn't crash, probably. <laughs> right. Like from right. the hits, like every, like you said, or like waiting. It's like, well, I'm just gonna go stand up there and like hit it, and it takes yeah. you there. Like, I mean, you actually got driven to the site. That's smart, man. Somebody's yeah. smart. Yeah. And just obviously the <laughs> the IT people weren't ready. For it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Mitch, Mitch thinks I created i did some cardinal sin or something for for scanning this code come on i just wanted to see it's a, they're dropping bitcoin it's a bitcoin drop I, well i immediately pulled up the futures in bitcoin to see what was going on too like oh i bet you bitcoin's gonna get a little pop but yeah, then I, I i don't know i didn't I, I didn't yeah. know i didn't know what i used to fun. always sit there and like you're you're, you're sitting there and I, well i mean the super bowl trades you're sitting there and trying to analyze what's going to move what's not going to move stocks are 24 hours I mean, the futures are there, but if you had individual stories and stuff, that would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Train your stocks right as the Super Bowl's going here. Oh, that commercial sucked. Short that stock. <laughs> no, no, this is this is my this comes back to my overarching theory or idea that in the future everything should be tradable. Everything you want to you want to buy or sell, trade a sports team or a game, do it. You want to trade a commercial, do it. Everything should be tradable. Um, this is off topic now, but while we're on the topic, do you? Did you guys have a favorite commercial from last night? I'm just curious because I'm going with that QR. I didn't even yeah. I didn't even see it, but yeah. I'm just going with that because that was just a fantastic idea. My yeah. favorite one of all time was still the E Trade commercial. Dude, you know, remember the E Trade? I talk about that every you, year. You didn't where see where the monkey was sitting there and he just he's got the E Trade. The monkey's got the E Trade shirt on. He's just sitting there banging the drums, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" And then they flash on the screen. We just wasted two million dollars. What are you doing with your money? <laughs> that may be one of the best of all Dennis, time. Dennis. But that QR code, smart man. Dennis, they didn't spend you, anything you, marketing. You're gonna stick it up there. It's like, Dennis, oh, you, you didn't see the E Trade commercial last night? Nah, yeah, well, I did see it. The, what was the, that one? The baby is back. Oh yeah, the baby. They brought the E Trade baby back after like well, ten years, and he's still the baby. It's amazing. They needed to do that. They we love the E-Trade baby. I read some stats about companies that spent a lot of money on advertising in the Super Bowl. Like they went back like to like like into dot com and like all yeah. the companies that ended up blowing up like oh, in yeah. the dot com oh, they're yeah. the ones who spent the baby. It's a very, very negative indicator. And then also just to stay on these lines, I mean, how do you like what Vegas did with that spread? Okay, you know, kept it low. Three, three and a half. So all the people were thinking, yeah, the Bengals have a shot. I'm going to go with the money line on the Bengals. I'm not going to take the points, all right? 
And I, I was tempted. I, I was pretty sure the Rams were going to win. They, they moved that spread, three, three and a half, four, three, three and a half, four, three, three and a half, four. Boom. It ends up being four. All the people at three, three and a half, they lose their money. All the people that bet their money line. Why would you bet the money line if you could get the points? All the Cincy people on the money line, they lose their money too. And uh, so punish the maximum amount of participants. They did. They did. And uh, also, I'm not going to go into this because we got to cover actual stocks. But Barron's went in depth in uh, online gaming and they came up with some statistics. And the statistics that I talked about, about individual debt and crisis mounting from online gambling, like that, it's like since 2018. The people and by online their... gambling, do they mean all the Robinhood accounts? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Good question. And the day traders. Good. There's question. a lot of people who are treating the stock market like gambling too. Yep. I will say that. I mean, we try to teach it as a business. We try to teach you as a show, you know, to learn. But there's a lot of people that ah. just come on and buying this stock and selling this stock and you know having fun with it. So a little bit of both there. Yeah. Um. I had one more thing. Oh yeah, I we're just last thing on on the commercial front. Then we can go back to the actual stuff at hand. But um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter last night, uh, like crypto bears, that are like, you know what? I never see commercials for money. You, you don't have to convince people to to buy money. Why are they spending all these millions of dollars trying to convince us to buy Bitcoin and buy crypto? You don't see you don't see them. Said buy U.S. dollars. Buy dollars. No, you don't see ads for dollars. It's just a thing. You, you see that silver ad still, though. You don't buy have to silver. convince people to buy dollars. Why do you got to convince us to buy Bitcoin? Um, but let, let's move on now. There was one non. That's the only thing that keeps it going. There was have non, a new buyer in there. There was one non-macro news item, news item from over the weekend. It was the M&A headline out of the Wall Street Journal that uh, Cisco, and this has been, I think, uh, reported previously that they had uh, made a twenty billion dollar. Uh, takeover offer for Splunk, SPLK. Yeah, so yeah. I think I, I think forgot the, about this. I think the news of the offer wasn't new, but the the amount, the the cash value of it was twenty billion dollars. I think that detail was new. So if you pull up SPLK this this chart this morning, you yeah. see just uh, open. It, it, well, actually, it came out Friday. I'm sorry, Friday night. Um, yeah, yeah Friday I night. saw this headline. Splunk just started blasting off Friday night. I was like, "What's up?" And then, oh, Wall Street Journal's up. And, you know, you see the headline and boom, you know, went up significantly there. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be a deal here to be had or not. But the market obviously still trading up 10 bucks is saying maybe there's the possibility that there's a deal. That's a big move. I mean, when you get these 20 point moves and your stock's been in the gutter, I still think you take the money and run every time you get one of these M&A rumors because I don't think a lot of them materialize. Not in this market. Wow, spike over 134. Not much there, but you know, I'll I'll throw out the uh, you know, the the Cisco. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do and I'll, I don't know what the heck this company is going to do long term, but when you see a chart like this and you just have a, a a trading range for so long, right? This is going back to December. At least it stopped going down, right? It's one thing you can say. That top of the trading range is like 124. If you have any kind of like, if any kind of bullishness in this, or you think there's any kind of chance of a deal, yeah. I mean, I think it it just has to come back to this 123, 124 area and hold. 
And I think that sets up as a bullish formation for me, just technically. I have no idea what's going on with the deal. What was last last month's high in the Splunkster? Man, you got monthly highs bunching up there too. 122.26, So make or break. I don't know what Cisco's doing, but let's see if this thing can hold 124. To me, that'd be an indication of a move. Cisco's on. shrugging it off. I, I think that, you know, people are looking. I, I, you'd think maybe it'd get hit a little bit on it, but I mean, there's not a deal here right now. Just because they made an offer doesn't mean there's a deal imminent. So I, and, you know, obviously Cisco doesn't have the growth either. So, you know, maybe they think it'd be a good thing, but I, I don't think you're going to see, you don't know. I mean, this m a stuff, you don't know. I just know that a lot of them don't materialize when my stock pops 20% or a stock pops 20% on an m a rumor. Usually ring the register is the right call. Look at this Coles too. I mean, just Dennis, just reiterating what you're saying. I mean, we were all skeptical. I mean, we were, all right, okay. All right. Uh, value, what's their name? True value, value line. Who is looking at them? Yeah. Like, Starboard. Taking a prize. They still are. Right, right. But it was like, oh, no, 64 is not good enough. Okay. Who's coming in at 65, 66, 67, right? That, that was their rumor. Oh, two yeah. or three hedge funds. Tough environment. At. Yeah. Look at that. Hit Money's 64. Money's getting a bit tighter. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cost of carry going up. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this isn't official, is it? That, that, no, no, but there's a lot to it. I mean, they've interviewed. They want the company. I mean, it's a difference, too. And I'm going to say there's a big difference as well when you're looking at some of these stocks that actually have reasonable valuations. So you look at a, you know something that's trading with right. ridiculous multiple. It's like, well, I don't know if they're just kickstarting a rumor on like Peloton or something. you know. But then you look at Kohl's and I'm like, well, it's cheap. I mean, so it's not absurd to think that somebody would come in and take a private or would come in and buy the company. So I still say you got to look at this market with the valuation goggles on if you're investing. I don't even know in this market if it's that investable right now because it seems like every time you buy anything, you're getting killed. But I mean, investing is supposed to be about the long term. There are deals out there right now. I think if you're looking with your valuation goggles on and picking up good companies at reasonable valuations, you'll be happy a decade from now. But I don't know where we're going to go five minutes from now because Bullard's coming on here. <laughs> that's, that's the catch, right? Yeah. And now hopefully I can stay with you. I mean, if we start to get nuts with the futures, I may have to leave you again. Um, I would think we're going to have some nervousness, but it's all going to be about, you know, his tone. Like, okay, he said some hawkish stuff. He tanked the market. Is he going to back off those comments a bit? Are they going to say cool it a little bit because we don't like what the market's saying? Because if he does that, the market will rip higher. Or is he going to stick to his guns and say, look, this inflation is a serious issue. We've got to get a handle on it. We need to start raising rates right now. I mean, they start saying stuff like that, the market's going to tank. It's a live interview. It's a good get for CNBC. we got to get Bullard. Get Bullard on, Spencer. I I, I can I can reach we'll work, out. Work the phones. We'll get Bullard on pre-market prep. But anyways, I mean, it's going to be market moving, and it's all about expectations. It's like this, this CNBC interview is going to be like an earnings report. Kind you know, of. You go into I it. Know. With certain expectations, I think the expectations are that Bullard is pretty aggressive. He's probably going to say something to spook the market, so maybe he starts a little bit hawkish. But if he just says anything that isn't that hawkish, the market could actually rally on it. So it's a coin flip here. I don't know which way and, we're going to go, but the, I think we're going to chop only, a lot during the interview. The only reason that this specific interview right now is is, is we're getting it the way that, it, that we are is because well, I mean, Fed Fed governors they, they speak all the time they, on CNBC and other places, but 
Bullard was the one that moved the market yes. last week with his comments about oh, yeah. uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, uh, he he said a half a half a uh, half point rate hike and potentially before the March meeting. Um, yeah. And he's been, I mean, look, he's 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 been the loudest talk in the room for quite quite some time. Uh, I, I I think that's kind of what he's known for, but. This is the guy that moved the market on whatever whatever day it was Thursday. I don't even know anymore. I think it was Thursday. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what's he going to say now? I don't know. Well, we'll find out. We'll have to just walk, keep an eye on the overall market. We'll keep an All eye. All I can say is you're going to get a lot of chop. There's going to be a lot of nervousness yeah. coming in. There's going to be a lot of chop. So I don't know, you know, directionally where we're going to end up. But I'm going to say we're going to have head fakes in both directions during this interview. So it's important. And so we'll keep listening a little bit in the background. We've got our team listening in the background. We'll try yeah, to get your do. commentary as we're going here. What he's saying. Uh, but, you know, we're going to keep talking stocks here, too, because we've got a big earnings re- week here. Um, NVIDIA is going to report on Wednesday. we got Shopify going to report. I'm just looking at my list. Roblox is reporting tomorrow. Upstart. Yeah. Win. I'm long win still. You know, DKNG is going to be Friday, which would be interesting as well. I mean, there's some big earnings coming up. And then after that, we're going to get into the retail earnings season as well. Walmart does kick it off on Thursday. Yeah, Walmart is this week. NVIDIA, yeah. I don't know if you said NVIDIA yet, but... Uh, that's Yeah, NVIDIA is the big one, obviously, yeah. this week. So it's it's important week for earnings. It's an important week for headlines. For what the headlines we got, we care about as traders here. And yes, you have to care about headlines. It's a if you're just saying, don't look at the headlines, look at the shirts, it's very hard to make money in this market. you got to be listening to the headlines because they are driving the next move. Yeah, and so... Hear the headline, then use the technicals to figure out where we're going off this headline. But just to randomly look at your chart and say, I think this is going to happen, I think this is going to happen, you'll get nailed by headlines left, right, and center. Uh, great comment here from uh, Zen Bullish. Uh, family and kids are now saying that Spencer Israel, that's Joel Elkon, and Dennis Dick, Mitch Money, and Amory Band are our therapists, saving our <laughs> sanity from these volatile puppy mind messing markets. Oh, they mess with my mind all the time. I need a therapy. You know what? The chat, you're my therapy. I read your comments, you know, and sometimes it helps me off the ledge too because you can't help but get caught up in it and i'm like oh you see the market going down and get stocks gonna hit hard you gotta like get your sanity back and say look it's still we're still in the same choppy market it'll probably be a headline that drives us up tomorrow i mean it's all about psychology right now yeah, trading yeah. is a lot about psychology yes there's a, a certain aspect of predicting yes bullard is starting to talk right now yeah um, there's he, a certain aspect he hasn't said anything yet dennis don't worry <laughs> Numbers indicate inflation is broadening. Well, that's not a great comment, but we'll see. It's uh, gonna be no, uh, maybe and, it's gonna be a nothing burger. And, and let's not forget about the like, and at any given moment, any new thinking can come out of Russia or Ukraine or the White House, and that's like a whole other thing, right? So that, that, those well, are two you just wait yeah. for the next rug pull all the time, right? Right. So yeah. it's it's again this market, that environment that we're in, is very. Uh, I'm trying to. Yeah, Sorry. keep your eye on. Uh, and, uh, I'm, and, uh, I'm trying to watch what he's saying. And time. it's Valentine's Day. Isn't, I mean, and, and you, Valentine's Day can be really rough sometimes, you guys, <laughs> especially if you forget to get your wife a gift. <laughs> Sorry, I, I digress once again. All right, uh, I don't like. I'm saying, you trying to tell us something right now? Did yeah. you already forget, Dennis? I forget <laughs> these things all the time. Dennis, I have you better, kids. Uh, the kids remind me. Actually, Dennis, no, I gave her flowers. I did give her some flowers there. 
kids were with me and we bought some flowers. Watch out for the traffic around you. We got a we got a new house we're building. We're saving all our money. We can't afford there, gifts anymore. We're saving probably, all our money for the house. Dennis, your stuff your stuff is probably stuck on a truck trying to get over the ambassador bridge right now. That's it. I tell her that. That's what you say is well it's supply chain though. I forgot to get to the supply chain issue. Supply chain. You know, I can't help it that they blocked the ambassador bridge. I had this awesome gift coming across me, but they can't bring it across. It'll be here next week. Same thing with the flowers, right? The flowers are also stuck in transit. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well the flowers I got here. That was the good news. The flowers did get here. All right, so so Bullard Bullard uh, is not um, he's bullying the markets again. Yeah, I don't bully? know what he's doing. Is he bullying? No, Bullard, are you bullying? We can we can, here's the headline from CNN. We can do this without disrupting markets. Oh, he's trying to talk, but you know what? They're not believing it. We just went red. Uh, the bully he, Bullard. Oh, he he said he thinks you know. I, I don't think this is not a new comment, but he, he the inflation reports. You know, justify uh, a one a, a full point rate hike by July first, um, which is not not it's not a not a new idea. If you look at the Fed fund futures, there is a possibility of that happening. Um, so I don't think you said anything worth worth really. Um, We're chopping around. We, yeah. we one thing we promised to go into the view chop. <laughs> so we've we've dropped about ten handles here. We'll probably pop. We'll probably drop. We're gonna go all over the place here. So as he continues yeah, unchanged. To talk, I mean, we'll I'm let you know gonna... when he stops talking, and then he can start to trade right. technically yeah, again. Right now, you're in the middle of the headline. So trade technically isn't that great of an idea because if he some, comes out of his mouth bearish or hawkish or dovish, and it's gonna be going the other way. So when he stops talking, then you can trade technically again. Technicals work fabulous in the absence of news. Really does, and then, but that works helps with the news too. I mean, tech, you gotta have technicals too because after the news hits, the technicals help to t- tell you where we're heading. You know, to give you an idea of well, where are we heading? All right, can we get is uh we got Tim? Oh, it's eight thirty. It's eight thirty-five. Wait, where is Tim? Tim come oh, save us, please. I'm so distracted. Save the. Show. He's not even here. He's not even here. Oh my god, he's not here. He's I'm listening lost. to Bullard. Lost all track of time. He's Did listening he... to Bullard. Wait. Let me text him right now. Did he send you? Well, he might, did he send you an email saying that he couldn't come on today? No, no. But fun fact, I, I was, never. He never misses. I I, I was. I think he's Tim. I was texting Tim for I don't know I, a month or so. I sent him a bunch of messages and he never responded. And it it took me a month to realize I had the wrong number. But um, so I wasn't. Te- I don't know who I was texting, but it wasn't Tim. But they they were never responding to my messages, and I assumed that. Tim just was ignoring me, but no, it was the wrong person. So now I actually have his correct number for once. Um, here, let me just let me just remind him right now. He did say he would be joining us today, so uh, that was on He'll Friday. Be here, yeah, he never Tim. stood us. He's never stood us up before. Um, Fed needs to take action on inflation. Okay, well that's nothing new. There's no new, but no new information new dropping information here. here. We need to defend the two percent inflation target. So yeah, oh, yeah. he's being hard on inflation. They need to be hard on inflation. But okay. there's been nothing said. I don't think so far about like raising rates right now, like tomorrow. So okay, they- Tim Quast has entered backstage, which means it is time for market structure Mondays. Let's do that. Why is that? You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. 
and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Wait, what, Joel? <laughs> I still oh, like the Bushwhackers. He's doing the dance. Good morning, it's Tim. It's the Bushwhackers, Tim. Good morning. It's yeah, our I've... Tim Quas dance now. Uh, we have always, a specific uh... dance for Tim Quas because he gives us so much <laughs> great information all the time. Yeah, well, so I, that's my dance. It's my Tim Quas dance. I stole from the Bushwhackers. Love to see it. Happy Monday, guys. <laughs> this is it. That's all I got. <laughs> ha- happy Monday. Uh, Back at you. Our, our general sense of things is everything right now is sort of um, in the limbo as, as we wait for the next headline to come from Ukraine slash Russia or from the Fed. Uh, what is your take on things here? Uh, well, options expire this week. You know, things like that get lost in the in the shuffle. And uh, I I continue to say that we uh, we tend to assign meaning to what the market is doing based on what we can immediately see in front of us. So you know, the futures are way down, and all the headlines are uh, everybody's concerned about Ukraine or the Fed, and then something, and then suddenly the futures are up, and then we root around for some reason to explain why they are, and and we say, well, Sergei Lavrov, who uh, who eases everybody's fears that that uh, there will be war in Ukraine, and I'm not sure how much of that is actually true, because if you look at the behaviors, you would conclude that there's not very much rational thought to it. Looking at market structure edge uh, from a, you know, we t- it's market structure Monday, so we talk about the mechanics of the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, active, active money didn't lead the market down two days last week. There, the reason the market was down the, the last two days of last week uh, was because short volumes remain very, very high. That's, you know, the market's longer short, and it's 47, 53%. Uh, 47% is very high, and passive money was a modest seller. If you look at the last 20 trading days, half, 10 of them uh, prices were above midpoint, 10 of them prices were below midpoint. That's very much the behavior of exchange-traded funds. So if you have a high short volume and a perfect balance in supply and demand, prices will go down. Uh, so I don't, you know, I realize that that's not nearly as interesting as wringing one's hands over what may happen in, in Ukraine or what the, the Federal Reserve uh, says. But, I, but I'm also reminded of Will Rogers, who said, don't let uh, yesterday consume too much of today. 
And uh, I would, I think that we want to look at what may happen in the next uh, two, three, four days into options expiration. I mean, that's what matters and expectations yeah. matters. And I feel like your system is a, just a feel for where market expectations really are. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that is what everything is about. It's expectations and then meeting or exceeding expectations. It's not about the absolute numbers. It's all about, you know, what the market is feeling and how they're feeling towards certain sectors and certain stocks. So can we right. jump in here, you know, let's sure. look at, Let's look and get a feel for, you know, what you think is happening this week. We're coming in, you know, we're coming into the back end of earnings season, but there's still some big companies reporting. I'd love to see yep. what the market structure is looking like on NVIDIA. Okay, we can do that. It's going to be uh, messy. I'd say it's going to be like a four. <laughs> four? We're, well, let's throw okay, out our well, predictions here. Uh, I, okay. I think it could be higher. I could, well, no, you're right. It's been, a, it's been messy. Let's look at, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to predict. It's a tough one. Where is it? It's actually a ten. What? It's a ten. But that tell. But you want to know when to Why? buy or sell it, right? So that that's always the always the case. You want to know when when you should do something, uh, traders. And by the way, uh, for for those of you who are unfamiliar with with market structure edge, uh, it is a it is a way to incorporate the mechanics of the marketplace, the physics of the stock market, the regulations, the rules, the behaviors into how you think about what prices will do. And we think about supply and demand. So the, the top graph shows you NVIDIA, uh, pr the closing price relative to its underlying demand. And then the bottom graph is supply. The supply chain of the market is borrowed stock. It's the way that the stock market works. So NVIDIA delivered some decent, some decent gains. If you, if you, so here's, here's last Monday when we, when we talked. And so you would look at this and say, well, demand is rising and supply is level. The trend isn't great, but if you're talking about the short term, five, four or five days, uh, that will produce some gains. Once it gets to 10, uh, then the, the probability of gains begins to diminish. There's no question that the market behaved oddly Thursday and Friday, but this tells us now I mean, I, would you want to be in a stock that is 10 out of 10 and 60% short heading into options expirations? Not generally. I'm not saying that uh, something surprising couldn't happen, but I would look at this and say uh, that NVIDIA, if, if, you, if you traded NVIDIA, you want to be gone now ahead of options expirations. I mean, the risk, thats isn't that the problem with this market overall and why we continue mm -hmm. to be weak here right now? Because market participants are seeing risk from multiple places. You know, we're seeing risk from Ukraine. We're seeing risk from, obviously, interest rate, you know, a tightening environment. I mean, it's just like the market institutional money seems like it's a little more risk off right now. And I mean, you even say, do you want to be long into the option expiration? I was like, I, you got a great point here. I mean, yeah. we got a lot of unknowns in the macro in the, in the picture here. And then, right. you know, you have an option expiration coming up here. It's, it's, it's a tough sell to say why I need to buy stocks today. I agree. And uh, if you're going to buy stocks, uh, buy cigarettes. <laughs> because are this, are be the, Philip Morris you'd, doing well? You'd be a lot better in Philip Morris than you Look would at that. In, yeah, in tech stocks. Yeah. So, Everybody smokes when the, when the stock market's going down. Everybody go. starts smoking. I, I consider start smoking some days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And even, even Philip Morris isn't great from a supply side uh, because uh, the short volume is well above trend. But in the short term, as prices fell in the broad market, supply fell 
and Philip Morris and Demand Rose. Well, that's what you want to follow. Who cares what prices are doing or what the broad what the sentiment is in the market or what things are concerning uh, investors? You want to find things, traders, where the where uh, there is a supply demand divergence. That's what you want. And notice that Philip Morris has been a five or better the entire 30-day period represented in this graph. And look, I'm, I much do we, we, we prefer Micron and NVIDIA and Tesla. Those are much more interesting stocks. But if yeah. you're interested in making money, then we have to go where the money is. And uh, there you have it. That's, that's the stuff that you want to own right now. That's what you want to look for. If I look across the dashboard, so the dashboard for, for folks who don't use Edge will tell you what all of the money is doing all of the time. It can be as narrow as airlines and cruise ships. Why did they do well last week? Uh, you know, one of the top performing stocks last week was uh, Carnival Cruise Lines. And you can see the demand side was strong and the supply side was constrained. Well, as soon as that changes and it already has, then you, then you move on. Uh, but you can see where all of the money is. And I look across here at the demand side and the demand curves are just not very good. And all of the supply trends are, are up. If the supply trends are up and the demand curves are not, prices are going to have a hard time rising. I do think, because this is typically what happens, that you get some opportunity for gains no matter what happens into options expiration. So there's volatility expirations Wednesday. That's not just VIX, but the whole volatility as an asset class um, uh, set of derivatives that expire. Then Thursday are AM dated index options expirations, and then Friday are are the you know what we call classically the triple witching expirations. So there will be some money that chases stuff up into that, uh, but you certainly want to look to see what the the demand curve is to see where that money is going. I'll give you an example. So if I look at uh, you know Benzinga. Happy Valentine's Day, February 14th. Where, where is money likely to go? Uh, well, out of this group, if you looked at Philip Morris, Halliburton, great energy stock. I mentioned it last, uh, last week. Uh, the, uh, Tesla, Travelers. Would you pick Tesla or Travelers right now? Well, let's just look at the two. Here's Tesla. It's a seven topped, 46% short. The trend is up in short volume. Uh, and then you look at Travelers. Travelers is a nine in top, but short volume is half that level. It's trending up too. If you're going to pick something out of that group late in a cycle like this, you're going to take Travelers over Tesla. It's just, you know, you have to look where the money's going. And there's the supply demand divergence. It's not great. I'm just saying that if you're looking at uh, two very contrasting things like Tesla and Travelers, you always want to increase the opportunity, the probability of gains, and that's what you would pick instead. It's not a thing that I would necessarily pick. I'd pick Philip Morris. That's the, I, I told edge users, if you're going to pick something to trade into the, the uncertainty of options expirations, it would be things like Philip Morris. Uh, what about, oh, no, I guess that, well, yeah, can you, can you look at MO while you're at it? Yeah. M-M-O. M-M-O. Yeah, oh, let's sure. see. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Philip Morris is running, Ultria. but Altria has just been sitting kind of hanging. It almost looks – the chart actually looked pretty decent, to be honest. Like, you got the chart, little cup and handle going on. It's a defensive stock. Everybody yep. smokes when the stock market starts going down. I don't mind the MO setup here. What's what? Let's get some confirmation from Tim, though. Right. So, the, so there's only one difference between the two. 
The, so Philip Morris and Altria both have spent the entirety of the trailing 30 days at or above five from a demand side. See this right here? This is the green part, and this is the price, closing price. So that tells us that is a, that is a low volatility choice. All that big money out there, the Black Rocks, Vanguards, and State Streets that are tracking a low volatility income generating portfolio own this. But the, the reason it hasn't done as well as Philip Morris is the supply side. That trend is up and it's 50, 52% and continuing to trend up. So that tells us that there are not long bets in MO into options expiration. Still a very good stock to own during yeah. periods. You of said there are long bets? There are not. So if there we contrast, not. yeah, let's let's look at PM. So how do we know that there are that people are buying calls? on Philip Morris. Well, this, the, the demand, the supply side will tell you, even though they're very close to the same levels, the fact that this is declining when we're five days out from volatility options expirations, uh, you know, the very common Goldman Sachs techno uh, technique with yeah. options is to buy five day out of the money calls. All right, well, that's happening here. That's what's happening. It doesn't absolutely mean that that will produce a gain in Philip Morris, but it's a pretty good bet. It's a pretty good probability. And how do we know? Because the supply side's coming down. Mechanically, what that means is that Goldman Sachs, looking at its exposure, I'm just using them as an example, they're saying, okay, there is more interest in being long um, Philip Morris than short it, so we will follow through and do the same thing to hedge our exposure. They're going to follow that direction to hedge themselves, and you can see it. I mean, if I'm looking at this uh, Mo chart here, I mean, uh, well, first of all, the uh, the Philip Morris looks a hell of a lot better, right? As far as going okay. up, right? Yep. I mean, for me, it's it's all about fifty two bucks here. I mean, I I don't know when when this thing is going through fifty two. What's at fifty two? But you go all the way back to the middle of two thousand nineteen, and that has put a cap on the stock to the up and down. So. It's still two bucks away. I mean, that that's what I'm looking at. I mean, if you want to play it for a two buck move, yeah. But I mean, it just it hasn't moved. It hasn't broken out. It's just a, a real good level if you're trading it either long or looking to uh, uh, potentially to exit along or a potential short. But that that's a long term chart there, uh, indicating major resistance at fifty two. Could could be. Uh, what I think about, and uh, and I, you know, I don't get there all the time. I don't think anybody does. I think about one percent a day. If I could get one percent a day, okay. what a huge, what an awesome return that would be across the year. Of course, I'm only trading a small, you know, maybe thirty percent of the trading days. But if you can deliver that, you you can produce a hundred percent return in a year. So. That so often we don't think about the significance of finding something that has a high probability of giving me 1% today and tomorrow and the next day. What stuff is going to do that? It's yeah. not a sexy approach to the market, but it is a highly profitable, low-risk approach. And one of the ways to do that is to make sure, particularly during periods of duress in the markets or geopolitically, or economically, or from a monetary policy standpoint, is own stuff that's at least five and has, has constrained supply because that's very likely uh, to do better than everything else. And it's not sexy. It's just 
effective. The, the best <laughs> strategies are not sexy, though. Right. Like I've been in this business for 22 years, and if somebody watched me trade, they're like, holy crap, is this boring. Honestly. Like, I make a lot of trades, but they'd be like, you're not flying in these things, and your P&L ain't blowing all over the place and riding, and, you know, like, they, it's what, it's what everybody envisions. They envision, like, the gambler, and you're like, you're making millions and you're losing millions and you're all over the place and you know and it's more just that's no fun grind it's grind this is what you know if you were to see you know how citadel it's it's a billion trades all grinding out a small little fraction of a cent on every single one grinding the market makers grinding that spread making the pennies making a penny making a half a cent making a quarter of a cent just grinding 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 consistent though that is exactly right. There, uh, a fellow who used to be a specialist on the floor that I've, I've known for many years, uh, he said when Citadel bought their floor operations, so this is a little weedy discussion, uh, traders, but we're talking about the specialist system on the New York Stock Exchange floor and what has replaced it. And those are high-frequency yeah. traders. And he said the very same thing, Dennis. He said the, the Citadel team came in and said the days of making 25 cents spread are over we want a quarter penny we want a quarter penny the the least the least risky behavior in the market is high frequency trading they don't want any exposure to time no risk risk. no risk they will that's why your limit order won't fill i did a little test for uh, edge users last week and i explained why you 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 have to pay attention to the liquidity in a stock here's mlvf so I just illustrated this. I said this stock, you know, it doesn't. It it's not a liquid stock. Uh, if I look at it in a portfolio, so let's do that, and I'll show You're you. You're looking at I mean a very illiquid stock. Very illiquid stock, and here's the trouble with trying to keep gains and stuff like like that. I will trade things only that have liquidity of five thousand dollars per trade or more. Generally, yeah. there are very few exceptions to that. And here's here's why. Uh, it, you can't make money. The, a high-frequency trader won't take the other side of a trade. So you could say, well, the stock went from 1650 to 1680. Wow, that's a, I'll take that gain. That's a nice gain. The trouble is the 1.5% in a very short period of time. Well, that's, that's great to me. However, uh, let me just scroll down here to MLVF. Uh, let me just search for it. Um, the, the, the trouble is your limit order will never fill. No. You can put you you can put in a limit order over and over, and it's never going to fill. Uh, I'm wasting time here. It, you can't you spread. can't make that spread. They've monopolized right. you can't that make spread. The spread. Like that if it's exactly a twenty cent it. spread on a sixteen dollar stock, you think you're just going to sit on the bed and sit on the offer and get filled and make that twenty cents? They'll just straight, step ahead of you every single time. The exactly. seller comes in to sell to you. They take the other side. The buyer comes in to buy from you. They take the other side. They jump in. There's a middleman that's jumping in and taking the fill away that you should be getting. I mean, I've complained about I, this, you know, for the better part. We know, Tim, I've been playing up with this for 15 years. Yep. But they like price improvement. It All is, right. It is a racket. Drink so the Kool-Aid. This was, you this you was have a to great be careful discussion. Great this discussion. Is, before we go, Spencer, this yeah. is the thing. See this right here? This is the dollars per trade. So if you try to buy more than $1,500 of this stock at a time, it will never fill. Even less than that. So I traded 300 shares of it several times through the day, and I lost $20. But I was illustrating a point. And notice how high the short volume is, 72%. 
So there's no real liquidity. That's why you have to be very careful about the things that you trade. You want to keep stacking the probabilities in your favor in a market Liquid. where there's very exactly liquid use the liquidity stable. I, i'm no. the same thing yep. so if you take back and this is an important conversation i want to keep tim on just for for a minute here but if you you know take back to when i started trading and and at bright trading in 1999 I, I we had lots of traders trading illiquid stuff because we didn't yep. have these off exchange market makers that were stepping ahead of us all the time yep. so yep. i traded preferred stocks i'd make a market in small caps you know i had a small cap market making algorithmic system myself that traded on the exchange and it would sit there and you know make markets. And it was if yep. the spread was tight, it would it was if the spread was fifty cents, we'd go forty eight. We'd tighten it up a little bit. And then there's right somebody back. else going forty six and forty four, and the spreads got tighter. But the off exchange market makers have blown all that apart because they have the right to match your. They have the not the right, but they have the privilege to match yeah. those orders by taking the other side. They get the first dip. So somebody comes in and tries to buy from you. They're like, oh no, I'll sell it there. You know, yep. so they're always sitting there, so they can actually trade within the spread without posting any quotes of their own. It's a perfect they're, system. So, and and that's why the small caps haven't participated in the electronic trading and the tightening of the markets. We've tried to tell regulators that it's blatantly obvious. You yep. know, like why well, small caps have always been a mess. That's what they tell you, Tim. Small caps have always been a mess. Well, sure, the whole market was a mess though. But why did the mega caps get all this liquidity? Because you got the institutional trader saying, I'm not going to trade something that I can trade $1,500 a trade on. I can never get in and out of that. For me to yep. move in some serious money, I'm going to move that stock 20 30%. There's no exactly. point to institutional money going into a stock like that MLVF. And this is what big institutions think about. This is, and, and here we're talking about uh, Ukraine and uh, monetary policy. I'm not saying those things aren't important factors, but if you want to trade profitably, which is the whole point of these discussions, then it's very, you can only beat the market by understanding it. But once yes, you understand the 100%. things that are going, going to harm you, then you have to at least go in open, uh, clear eyed and recognize the things that are going to work against you and work in your favor. You want to stack as much as possible in your favor to improve the probability of getting a good return. Or as I like to say, take gains, not chances. Tim Quast, always a pleasure. Uh, MarketStructureEdge.com, link in chat, in, uh, in, in, chat in, in description and on screen. Uh, Tim, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks okay. a lot. Good to see you guys. Have a good week. All right. Yeah, that, that, that was a good discussion. So it, 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 I'm, I'm glad we kept him a little bit. Just to little sum long, up. Even though I tried to keep things going. What, time, what Tim's trying to say, what I'm trying to say is you can't trade these small cap spread stocks with 50, 60, you know, or six, five, six, seven percent spreads. Yep. You just can't do them. The off exchange market makers have a monopoly on all those stocks. They're making the five, six, seven percent. I'm not going to go in a stock that I'm losing three, four, five percent on or that MLVF one or two percent. I can't go in the stock and lose two, three, four percent just to get in the trade. Right. So, you know, the margins aren't that big. Your your edge is completely gone. You have the per, prettiest setup and prettiest technical, you know, chart of all time. But you can't get in and out and move your money in and out. You can't. That's why I stay in the mega caps, Joel. You know, yeah, that. I mean, every we, single trade I make, Bank America, it's boring. But you know what? I can get in and out of it. You want to move a million dollars worth of Bank America? Not that I'm moving a million, but if you wanted to buy a million dollars worth of stock, Bank America, you can do it within a dime. You can get it done. You can get it done during the middle of the day, probably within a couple cheaper cents. Cheaper than that, yeah. Yeah, so the institutional sure. traders in there saying, why am I going to go trade some little buy appointment only, you know, mid cap regional bank that I can't get in and out of? 
when I can trade the big ones. And that's where the money continues to gravitate. Trading capital continues to gravitate into all those because that's what the market structure demands. The market structure demands liquidity. Only way to get it out of a stock. You can't be giving up your edge, you know, just by, you know, getting in and out of the trade. The price impact is more than your edge. You lose money. So you have to have low price impact. You're not going to move the trade. I'm the same way. I try to get in and out. You as a retail trader, a little more advantage if you're a smaller trader and you're trading five, ten thousand dollars or even less than that, you can get in and out of stocks and you can maybe pick on some different things. But if you got any serious money, you got to stay away from small caps because you can't get in and out of them. It's just not the liquidity. You can, but without moving the market. That's the and, but you're giving up all your edge. So you're right, gonna have to lose right, money. Just like right, to Tim's point. Right. You can trade that stuff all you want. Sure, you can trade anything, but you're going to lose money on it in all likelihood because whatever edge you had is going to be evaporated by the price impact of your trades. Yep. All right, 9 o'clock. We have to wrap. Uh, unfortunately, we are uh, out of time today. We'll, they will do ticker time on our next show, though, live trading. So stay tuned for that. Joel's going to hop off for Premarket Prep Plus on premarketprep.com. We're going to hop off as well. But before I go, I wanted to echo a comment I made at the top of the show. We started... Uh, on fr- last week, YouTube memberships. I saw a couple people in the chat. You go to youtube.com slash Benzinga. See that little join button right there? Uh, we've got a couple of custom emojis. You want an, you want an emoji of, of me or of, of Mitch or of Luke or of producer AB? Check them out right there. Uh, we'll be adding more more exclusive benefits uh, down the line and more tiers. But check out our new YouTube membership program. Thanks to Enver for getting that going for us. And uh, I got to hop as well because live trading with Benzinga starts at 9.05 a.m. Eastern time. This stream will end and redirect to those guys. So thanks to our guest, Tim Quas. Thanks to all of you in our chat. As always, thanks to our new members. Thank you. And uh, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. All right. Uh, that's it for me. Oh, reminder, Benzinga Pro, get 25% off. There is a link in the description and pinned to the top of our chat. Get 25% off Benzinga Pro by using that link specifically. All right, I'm hopping off. Live trading with Benzinga going live in like three minutes. See you guys over there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.